Hey guys, welcome to Quenched. My name is Quincy. Um, I'm just kind of doing this on a whim. I don't even know if this is going to air. Just sitting down on a Saturday night with my co-host for the time being, not long term. Uh, who are you, co-host? My name is Clint Hansen. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's great to be here with you guys. Um, we just picked a couple questions that we've that I've had in my notes for a while, just of topics I think would be cool to discuss. So we don't really have an overarching theme. It really is just going to be a bit sporadic, but. I also co-host the CT scan, so yeah. go give that a Shout listen. Shout out to yourself, CT scan. Yeah. Um, Clint's going on a mission, so he won't be hosting with me for too much longer. Yeah. But I wouldn't even call myself a host. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't either. Cause I would say I'm more of a guest. Yeah, I mean, it's called Quenched because I start with a Q and so does Quenched, so. Yeah. She thinks it's such an awesome name. <laughs> and so does he. He actually came up with it. I'm yeah, I think it's me. lit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully I don't break character Guys, during this yeah. podcast. Quincy, the other day, we, uh, we were talking about making this, and she was like, I'm so worried that I would just break character. Okay, off. but what I mean is that I'll just like want to bring up something that is completely not related to what we're saying, and then I'll just want to start talking like a normal conversation. But that's really what a podcast is. It's just people talking. Yeah. Which is why I think it's ridiculous that you're worried about breaking hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a simple thing that I stated, and now we've just made it into this big joke. Anyways. It wasn't that simple. Just kidding. Well, I'm saying like I didn't put a ton <laughs> of thought into saying it. Yeah. No, I I kind of see what you're going with that. It kind of feels like when you're when I'm on the CT scan, personally, um, that, you know, there are times when you're, like, really serious, and then if you, like, break a, make a joke... Then it's like not really. You like ruin the flow that you yeah, guys were in. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of flow, we might not have too much of one just because we're going off the rails and we have a few questions. We might not get to all of them because honestly, each of them we could probably do a whole episode off of. Um, but yeah, we're just going to start with one that we think is probably the most applicable to us and where we are. Both of us are 18, both just graduated, and we're kind of in that state of sort of independent, but obviously not fully on your own. Um, especially not now when we're just now making the transition from high school to college or mission or young adult life, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the first question we wanted to talk about is how much financial support, (laughs) how much financial support should a parent grant their child? And I guess that I have opinions on that as far as like while you're in high school and while you're transitioning and afterward. Yeah. So it kind of varies, Mm -hmm. at least from my point of view. Yeah. I would say I've thought about this a lot. Me too. Me too. Yeah. What do you think? Well, do you want to start or should I? Um, I'll go ahead. Well, let's, let's just start by talking about while in high school. Okay. I would just like to preface also, I feel like if there was ever a person or like a friend I knew that was given more... I don't want to call it financial support, but more money from their parents, I was, like, automatically bugged by that. Not necessarily yeah. that their parents are right or wrong, I would wrong, say I was, I was bugged, like, okay, but I, was, I wasn't... Yeah, I wasn't necessarily judging them, I, no, I guess. I was just, like... Like, Ugh. to a point, I was like, yeah, that's that's not fair. I respect yeah. that person less yeah. for having to make less money, I suppose, uh-huh. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess... The, uh, the thing is, I, I did not get very much support you know, in high school, mm-hmm. which was fine. Like, obviously, obviously I would have liked to have it, but I do genuinely think that it was good for me to not have. Oh, I agree. Um, you know, like, because cause there was a point, 
actually pretty much all of high school, I was running cross country and track really seriously. And so I didn't really have much time to get a job. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of just living off of my savings. Summers, yeah. yeah, my summers, yeah. And uh, it was <clears throat> it was kind of rough. Like, I was pinching every penny. Yeah. I, not that I don't do that anymore. I still do. But, like, um, you know, because I had to, you know, uh, pinch every penny, you know. And, and there, was, there were times where I had to, you know kind of like skip out on things yeah. because I wouldn't like that would be like so much money you know like so people true. are doing these insane things for like prom and yeah. and like dances and I'm like oh, I, I, I can't afford that you know yeah and even so, more so than a matter of not being able to afford it I feel like I would limit my social life simply because I didn't want to spend the money like mm-hmm. oh I'm not gonna go do this because I don't want to pay for yeah, it yeah exactly and even now that I feel like I'm pinching less even though I probably have more expenses now than I did then but I have more money now than I did then it definitely dictates everything that I do like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go do a certain activity if I know that I have to cost an arm and a leg for it but I don't know I feel like we should preface an arm and a leg (laughs) (laughs) like what we were given in high school so pretty much my situation I feel like it's also interesting we say oh I didn't have that much support but obviously our parents are paying for so much yeah uh yeah obviously my I've never worried about my parents situation you know like um you know if anything I thought that they were more high strung than they they could afford to be you know they could afford to you know pay for this and that yeah but it just felt like I had to pay for everything yeah but more so I mean like our parents are obviously paying for where we live and our food and Mm -hmm. yeah basic needs that if we were paying for them ourselves would really be breaking the bank yeah oh yeah but I guess I'll preface my situation um my parents would pay for gas which was such a blessing I know a lot of people don't have that great privilege I pay for it now that I'm graduated but when I was in high school they would um I think part of that too was that I turned 16 right when high school started so I wouldn't have even been able to really work a ton and have the money for that before which I guess is true for any person turning 16 right away Mm -hmm. um and pretty much just anything that was not a necessity I would really be expected to pay for which I think makes perfect sense because your parents just don't want to be funding all kinds of things for you to be going all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you paid for your phone. Yeah, I, don't have I to paid do for my phone, my phone plan. Yeah. I paid for gas. I know some people that have to pay for insurance, that which that would crazy. be insane. I don't yeah. do that. Like, there, there's a point, like, this is how I always felt, like, and especially, like, going into, like, when I have kids, it's kind of how I feel, you know, like, where if they're, if my kid, for example was not doing anything and like didn't have a job and wasn't involved in any sports or anything and mm-hmm. like he had all kinds of time then I would not want to pay I would oh, not no. be very you know willing to pay for not at all things that he might need whereas if he was if he was like working really hard at school and working really hard at you know his sport you know even if I know like it's not going to be like very substantial you know mm-hmm. but if, if <clears throat> I think it's important to be in, engaged in these kind of things I agree yeah and if he was it, making good use of his time, then I would be way more willing to pay for this and that. So true, so true. Because Cause you understand that your child can't yeah, do that. Yeah, they can't will. afford. But if know? my child like, was... Like, to pay insurance, that's like that's a crazy. lot per month. That's yeah, crazy. Uh-huh. And you would need a job. You would absolutely need a job yeah. to pay for that. So, What yeah. was I going to say? Kind of makes me worry for when I have to pay it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I would be very bugged if my child was just barely skimming the 
surface of just barely getting through school, not engaging in any type of extracurricular, I hate that phrase, but extracurricular, if you will, and still coming and asking me, like, hey, I want to go do this, can I have money? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, absolutely not. You have yeah. so much time to go earn it for yourself, and experience is really what you need more so than the money. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would hate to be graduated from high school and not have a single job on my resume. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I was getting towards the end of high school because I wasn't really doing track and like I wasn't like focused on well I was focused on school obviously but it was just so easy Um, and so my mom was kind of getting on my case to get a job because I was just lounging around the house for most of my time (laughs) but then the whole corona yeah kind of hit so yeah well let's transition that to now that we're like past high school barely barely need i say it is august 1st we graduated two months ago yeah um is it crazy that some people are getting married <laughs> two months out of high school best wishes to you guys out there <laughs> talking about finances how are you guys oh affording that first yeah. off that's my biggest question if you have an answer please let me know like i understand like a year out of high school but like two months out of high school you have nothing you guys are 18 there are people that are like 25 and so still don't have money to afford Mm -hmm. getting married yeah um anyways my point here no offense i don't mean to offend anyone out there i know that every parent and child whatever are doing everything that they are with really good reason and obviously i'm conforming to what i'm personally doing in my own life but it honestly drives me nuts when parents pay all of their kids' rent, they pay for all of their school, mm, they yeah. give them money for groceries, entertainment, whatever. That just drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think it's it's counterproductive because they will never learn to live um, with, you know, with they will never learn to provide for themselves. Right, you and know? they're living independently as far as making their own choices and staying out however late they want. But they are learning nothing in terms of depending on themselves for mm-hmm. their needs. Yeah. And they, they have to learn that, you know, life requires work. You know, you totally have to true. you have to be able to support yourself. I also family. don't. Okay. Uh, once again, if you're like a student athlete, I forgive that. But I can't handle when someone's doing like 15 credits and not working. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. I haven't been in college yet. But from my understanding, like, yes, it's full-time school, but you can totally work part-time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. In fact, you should. Otherwise, yeah. you are just stuck. I think there are definitely exceptions, you know? Of course, like if, yeah. Like, if, you know, student-athlete, obviously, that that's, requires a lot of time. Definitely. And that's definitely an exception that I would make. Or also, if you're, like, towards the end of your major doing, like, 20 credits. That's another big deal where you're going to be up to your eyeballs every single night. But especially now that I'll just be, like, in generals, I can't imagine just doing school Mm -hmm. and not working. Yeah, I do feel like if I have two kids, and I'm sure my parents feel the same way, if I have a kid that is a student athlete, you know, and is on scholarship and blah, 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 but doesn't have a job, you know, Mm -hmm. and another kid that doesn't, I have this, I will help them the same amount, you know. I'm not going to give... Um, the student athlete more priv- more treatment you know more right. money because mm-hmm. they're more busy I-, I would treat them the same and I'm sure you know my parents would do I'm sure your parents would too yeah well I think <laughs> parents should step in to an extent where they know that their kids can't like um, it shouldn't be a c- concern no 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 for sure but if they know that their kids are working as much as they possibly can and they're not spending in places that are necessarily not 
needs, then I think it's totally fine for a parent to step in and say like, oh yeah, I'd love to help you out with your tuition this semester or whatever. Be it that situation. Also, mm-hmm. just on another topic, a lot of people don't even have to pay for tuition. Yeah, like, yeah. That's not really a concern for a lot of people just because academic merit, especially in Utah, is really easy to get. Yeah. Just I mean, a side chalk. Side chalk. <laughs> so you're saying that it's easy to get tuition paid for through scholarships? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's really not that yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. And so that's what triple bugs me if someone is like on a presidential scholarship and then their parents are paying for their rent. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you yeah. doing? I don't know. My parents have it so that they will pay me the same amount per semester no matter how many scholarships I get or no matter what. You oh, know? yeah, I'm getting like, zero. So really? that's why I'm okay. a little bit like... Yeah. What are these people yeah. doing? But, you know, they have it the same way for all their kids. And I feel yeah. like I feel like they they feel like they owe it to us because um, both of their parents worked at BYU. And so they both got half tuition okay, for going to BYU. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I can see it, you know, either way. But I, I just I think like the most important in, the most important thing is, you know, equal treatment for yeah. everyone. Totally true. And, and I think, uh, you know, oh, go ahead. well, still, like, at the same time, teaching them to work. So true. And that's really hard because you, I feel like one thing, not one thing, one of many things I'd want my kids to have is just strong work ethic because that's something you need literally anywhere you step in your life. And it's something that's really hard to teach. And it, you have to be really, really careful about every single way that you run the life of your home and your child to try to instill these values and these things in them which is a whole nother thing we could talk about yeah is well how do you instill one thing that attributes? that drives me insane especially well especially like the circumstances that have happened to me but one thing that that doesn't that doesn't really sit well with me is like people that you know owe a lot of money to you know the school or to you know whatever and they're still spending their money like like there's no tomorrow you know they're still they're still like yeah they're still like going bowling with their friends every friday night (laughs) you know yeah buying ridiculous expensive clothing you know yeah and and they and they owe money you know Mm. they're they're in debt they're at negative money and they're spending more money yeah exactly so it kind of makes me it makes me want to like be able to instill that like my parents have done this really well for me i feel like but like instill this that you um, you when when you're in debt to someone, that's the first thing that you should pay off. You know, oh, for sure. You should you shouldn't pay yourself until you paid off no. everything exactly. that you owe. And of course, like <laughs> purchasing a home, seldom are you going to be able to buy cash, and that's a whole different well, yeah. situation. Yeah. But I don't know. I would I cannot even imagine ever having student loans. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I were mm-hmm. like going to an Ivy League paying for it myself, <laughs> but yeah. never would that ever be the case. I, I think student loan is a legitimate problem, though. Totally true, and especially for people that haven't had the same opportunities and resources that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're, we're very, and, and Utah in general, I would say, is, is very um, privileged to kind of have that financial um, burden lifted from them, you know? Yeah, the, whereas, oh, yeah, school is so cheap here. The thing is, student loans aren't that hard to get, but the thing that... Is kind of, um, I guess you know the student loan, or the student debt crisis in America. You know, I mm-hmm. guess it's kind of because of the the degrees that they're getting aren't paying out as well as they right. think they will. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like of course, medical school, big time debt, but you know that it's guaranteed you're going to pay it off. Yeah, because exactly. your field of pursuit is 
guaranteed per se. Yeah, you're always gonna need a doctor. You know, for sure. you're always gonna need. That's a whole other topic of like, in terms of choosing major, choosing a career, what is necessary, what is dependable, and mm-hmm. what makes you, what factors help you in choosing a major slash career. We yeah. can talk about that another time. Yeah, it also is interesting how you know like the whole coronavirus has played it out you so know? true because i i would say most of my dad's family he, my dad has a pretty big family and pretty much all of them were really well financially set and mm-hmm. then until this hit and now i think half of them are unemployed and wow. yeah and they had like really decent jobs mm-hmm. really good jobs uh, but now without you know since since those things have been wiped out they, they need to like go into something else and yeah. it's kind of hard to find it later in the game, I guess. Yeah, I think especially something that I've thought a lot about is if you're in a circumstance where you're older, you've already been through your career, probably like your family members, probably 40s, whatever, older in that age, a lot of companies are going to want like a young up-and-coming that's going to kind of bring a youthful sense to their business rather than someone who's been around the block and kind of likes to do things old school. At mm-hmm. least that's just how I've perceived things a lot, and especially... If you're even beyond 40 and you've been put in that rough situation, it's going to be really hard to get a job in a place where they plan on you being gone in a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, you know, as far as um, paying for school, I, I think that um, there's a lot of things you can do to you know, make sure that you don't go into debt and make mm-hmm. sure you don't have to take out loans. But you know, it is still very difficult. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. Like, you can work 40 hours a week for quite a while and still, you know, depending on what school, what, what the tuition is and yeah, what definitely. your financial situation is. And especially, I know there's kids that, like, are working as much as they can and every single penny they get is going to, like, their family, yeah. not to themselves, which I think is something I really lack an appreciation for. Not that I don't mm-hmm. appreciate it. I'm just saying I don't really think about it because that's so far out of my situation. And I'm so grateful to be in a good situation. But there's definitely kids in our school and just in our community all over that are doing everything, working everything for their family. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I do feel like the difference is, like what I was talking about, is is that, you know, those people that are working 40 hours a week, you know, and are in debt, but then they go and spend their money on yeah. things that they don't need. So that, true. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah, that really drives me crazy, especially just, like, I totally get that fashion can be a really fun thing. It's a hobby in a way, but, and I get that you, like, get sick of wearing the same clothes, but you just have got to realize that there are things that are so much more important, and I would so much rather sacrifice now to have, like, a big chunk of money for (laughs) when I want to buy a house. That's obviously probably, like, 10 years down the road. Yeah. But I'm saying for these big ticket items, you're going to need so much more than you think. Yeah. I also feel like there are loans, there are unnecessary loans that you can avoid. For example, mm-hmm. a car loan. Like, right. just when you're a student, you don't really need that nice of a car, no. I feel like, you know? So there's no, this is just my opinion, there's no, like, reason to take out an unnecessarily large loan when you can get, you know, a car that will get you from point A to point B, you yeah. know, with very good gas mileage mm-hmm. and probably Reliable. lower ex- insurance rates, oh, yeah. you know, and you don't have to take out a loan for that. You don't yeah. have to, you know, uh, be paying that back every month. 
Um, you can buy it on hand. Mm-hmm. It's just the lifestyle that you choose to have. So and, true. You know, as a student, I feel like you should live a very low income or a very low uh, profile. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if it was the right word. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing with that, kind of weird, just something I would think about that I feel like most people wouldn't. I would never want to have a super nice car like on campus where people are going to be throwing their doors mm-hmm. open left oh, and yeah. right, not being that careful. Like, that's yeah. just something that makes me nervous about keeping it nice and keeping it in and good It just space. feels more dangerous to have that so kind true. of thing. So true. And the like kind of things kind of you'll like do in college. Yeah, yeah, whatever. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, we talked about that for quite a while. I mean, obviously, I feel like we'll, we'd listen to this in a year and be like, we are stupid. We have zero money. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I guess let's talk about paying for admission, too. Yeah. And also, once again, I know that there are parents and grandparents galore that just want to show so much support to their child and sometimes that means paying in full for their mission but that drives me up a wall yeah i i think it's it's hard to judge circumstances especially mm-hmm. for a mission because a mission is literally uh you know full service for yeah two you're years. not gonna be making a dime yeah uh-huh and um you know sometimes like uh you know like we were talking about it's, it's kind of hard to earn a lot to be able to pay for your whole mission, yeah. you know, by the time well, it yeah, comes, and then when you, yeah, and then when you, and then like I, I know plenty of people who you know pay for as much as they can for their mission, and then they come back and they have nothing, you know. That's so true. So it's kind yeah. of hard to judge. I, I like what my parents did is they they said they set this certain amount that I had to get mm-hmm. to pay for it, you know, and then whatever I earn past that is mine for you know when I come back, right? Which I think is perfectly fair. Yeah, I think that's great. And go parents that want to drop $12,000 on their child (laughs) all in once. But we were also, we were talking about this the other day. It is such a steal to be paying 500 bucks for everything in a month. A month, yeah. Yeah, like here, you know, you pay 500 bucks a month for rent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not even rent. You'll be in a crapshoot if you're paying yeah and, and you're living out in a foreign country you know with, with that's your food, all your that's meals paid your for travel in, in the five hundred dollars yeah. uh-huh yeah and, and you're wearing nice clothes you know you have to yeah and yeah i, I think it's a you it's know a steal. <laughs> I, obviously i think that the church loses money yeah my parents always said i, I don't really when, know when my brother was serving like but. oh it is a steal to be sending him out here <laughs> especially i think when he was serving his 400 so even better yeah yeah i think it has gone up i, I remember um when they announced it, they like hadn't raised it in like 30 years or something yeah it used to not be equalized it used to depend on your mission so mm-hmm, obviously yeah. if you were in really impoverished area you'd be paying super cheap but my dad served in japan and this was like 30 plus years ago so they paid so much mm, for him yeah to be out there because obviously way japan more expensive is, to live yeah the, the thing about japan is that it's so densely populated right you know like land is very scarce mm-hmm. and so living in japan is very expensive oh yeah it's kind of how utah's becoming so true well not even near as bad well but yeah but the thing about utah, utah is that the the houses are all spread apart, you yeah. know. In, in Japan and, and New York and in these, yeah, there's bad. people stacked on top of oh, each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. I know? think my parents thought about moving to Japan. My dad had a job offered. It was before I was born. Um, so this is probably 20 years ago because I think my oldest sister, or my sister closest to me was almost born. But they went to go look for an apartment. I mean, people don't really live in, like, a freestanding house. So they were looking at apartments, and I think it was, like, two bedrooms, maybe three 
and rent was like 10 grand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just, I can't even fathom. <laughs> Talk about money, I can't even fathom having yeah, five figures in my bank account. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Almost there. Okay, well. Lowest to five figures, everyone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you count the change. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Okay, we talked about that for a while, so let's move on. That was a good one. Um, one question that has been boggling me these days is this. Boggling. Boggling. <laughs> <laughs> um, is being basic so bad? Like, is being basic so bad? <laughs> I mean, it's kind, of, it's kind of mocked, you know. Right. Relentlessly. It's Here's so the thing. It's kind of like for me. This is a weird analogy. I know you won't understand, but like I hate when you preface that. Why do you just assume I'm <laughs> well, not? I, I mean, maybe you'll understand, but like some people understand more than others. Yeah. Okay. So um, in soccer, um, flopping is very much f- frowned upon, right? But you get the call, right? Yeah. And if you get the call, then you get a free kick, and sometimes it ends up in a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like this. Um, what do you call it? Conundra. <laughs> um, you know, whereas, you know, like, you, you, when you're basic, like, you're doing things that you like. You're, you're, you're listening to music that you like, mm-hmm. you know? You're wearing clothes, whatever it might be. And, but, but yet people, like, somehow think it's kind of bad. Yeah. Even though you're Which doing, it, you're, you're happy, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I think, this is my opinion, I, I think you should, you know? do what makes you happy. I agree. And I think the thing that bugs me the most is when people say, oh, that's basic, blah, blah, blah. What is so wrong with a company being successful and becoming popular? That's really my takeaway is, like, when I got a job (laughs) at Vivint, expose myself, um, and I, like, told people about it, they were like, oh, that's so basic. And I was kind of mad because I was like, okay, let's see. You can call it basic, but here I am doing something that's giving me good experience, making really good money, and you have no point in saying it's basic yeah. if it's going to grant me success. Yeah, and, and, and you're calling it basic even though... You don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It kind of bothers me. I mean, I think I'm a little bit of a victim to this in saying that some people won't wear certain brands because a lot of other people do it, and they don't want to be like everybody else. But in a way, those same people, which, once again, I'd say I'm victim to it, are going and doing things because other people do them, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I think that the one, the one way that this is most prevalent to me is with music. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there are, like, certain artists that I just won't listen to because people call them basic, you know? Yeah. And even if I might like it, you know, I just won't listen to it because people frown upon it you know would you say are some of those artists um like ed sheeran kind (laughs) of like i when i was younger i like really liked him but then like everyone started to like him and i was like oh this is kind of basic yeah and so i like i like veered away and i don't really like i would still listen to it and i don't even really like his new stuff anyways but like yeah i don't know i I just felt like Like, I, I just stopped because I wanted to please everyone else. Yeah, you know? that's fair. I think a lot of times when people, like in your situation, are saying, oh, I'm not doing this because it's basic, it's because they don't, it's not because they don't like it or because they don't 
I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do it because they don't want people to think that they did it to conform. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. doing the reverse. Exactly. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't... Like, I, I'm totally... I can totally see the other side, too, mm-hmm. because, like... You know, if I if I am in the car and someone like plays a Taylor Swift song or something, I'm totally like, oh, they're really basic, you know. But at the same time, I feel like no one listens to Taylor Swift yet. She is a huge artist. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a whole other topic of debate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's kind of. I think people listen to her. I don't know. On such an occasion, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. If she's like... listened to, at least in my experience, it's you go listen to the old stuff for, like, a flashback moment. Not like she's an everyday, put on your playlist, yeah. blah, blah, blah. She just came out with a new yeah, album. Yeah, I actually haven't listened to that. Have you? Uh-uh. Well, I don't I heard it was good, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it on my release radar. Gotta give that a listen. Let us know you what you guys Swift think. Fan? Um, not really. Like, I don't listen to her now, but I love, like, the Fearless album just for fun now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it, it's also one of those things where you don't really listen to it by yourself, but... When the right crowd is there, it See, that's, just brings so many memories back. Yeah. See, that's an artist that, like, no matter how good it was, I would never listen. because Just because of how much it's frowned upon, you know? Taylor Swift, yeah. specifically? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Or even, like, Katy Perry <laughs> or, like, what are the other ones? Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I would never listen to that just because of the stigma, you know? Yeah. Kind of attached to it. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, is it so bad, you know, to like it? I don't think it is. I think it really just comes down But to I it. totally judge guys who listen to that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Even if you don't mean to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if, I, even if I'm not, like... The stereotype is just so engraved in Yeah, you. uh-huh. Like, it's like, oh, you listen to Taylor Swift? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I always think it's really interesting, especially when you're, like, first getting to know someone, to just learn about someone through their music. And oh, yeah, for out, sure. Not necessarily what kind of person they are, but, but like what they people listen always to. strike you with a different taste than mm-hmm. you think. Oh, yeah. Especially you. I think it's interesting. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought your music was super weird. I thought the same about you, <laughs> and I still kind of do. <laughs> you probably no, still I, think the same yeah, for me. Yeah, I do think the same thing, if I'm being Yeah, honest. that's fine. Yeah. But it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't, like, dislike your music. No. It's not that I do it's, dislike you your music. You don't listen to it by yourself. I just, yeah. And I, I wouldn't just, do the same with yours. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. Like, I don't mind it at all. Like, people can have their own music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not really listening... I'm not, like, driving with you to listen to music. No. Yeah. And we're usually just, like, driving to a location or wherever we need to go. But, oh, what was I going to say? But we also have a lot of crossover. I feel like with anyone you meet, there's going to be... A little bit. ...commonality in your music, but definitely big, conflicting times, too. I also think it's hard because most people these days don't really have a cut and dry taste in music. They have a lot of variability in what they like and there's a lot of exceptions to their rule of genre preference. Yeah. It's kind of like I saw this I saw this tweet and it was I thought it was really funny because because I, I think it applies to everyone. And it said, um, my taste in music is so weird. It's just everything that I like, you know? Yeah. Oh no, it's kinda of <laughs> Yeah. And I, I totally understand that. Because like there are songs, you know, like like I listen to um, what's his name? Lauv. And Hate him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like I listen to him and everyone's like, oh, you would love Lainey. And I don't like Lainey at all. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. See, those are like two Lainey that I would deem similar. And so it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, like everyone 
says, you know, oh, you would love Lainey. Mm-hmm. But I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't like love. Um, I don't know. Also, another thing is the sound of, like, a guy singing voice versus a girl singing voice. Much prefer guy. Yeah, so That's do just I. my personal preference. I feel like a lot of people think that way. Maybe it's just because... Uh, maybe, maybe it's I shouldn't go down uh, this we're hole. sexist. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, I feel like a lot of songs by girls just sound like feminist women empowerment. And it's that not that it's yeah. Me. It's not that I don't. It's not that I won't listen to songs by girls. Right. Like I do. It's not that I. But I just, think a song is I, good because like, it's by a guy or vice versa. Yeah, I just naturally draw to the artist I enjoy guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would agree. I wouldn't call that sexist. I don't think so either. I think it's also just guys produce a certain type of music that I'm more drawn to versus girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also agree with that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I thought of something I wanted to talk about, but I forgot. That's why you write it down. I know. I should have my little <laughs> notebook out. Yeah. My Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess we'll get to a topic we kind of barely touched on, but we'll circle back to it. And we were talking about, um, I wrote down the question, where does motive, oh, oh back up seven steps. Where does intrinsic motivation come from? And I kind of mentioned that when I said that it's so important in every way that you choose to raise your child or formulate your life for what attributes will come out of your child. And I think it's so hard in a world where your child, I say it like I'm a parent, whatever, your child is going to have so many influences that are beyond your reach. And that is so Mm -hmm. scary, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know as a kid going to you know what's it called primary mm-hmm. you know that they, they would they would <laughs> be motivated to be quiet because they would get candy you know right. it's not like i can have any control over what the teacher does to you know motivate my child to yeah. be quiet and i feel like that would be frustrating because then they're dealing with different types of motivations from home and from their parents friends yeah. i mean their friends parents it, i will say it kind of drives me insane this doesn't really have to do with intrinsic motivation, but it, it just, it kind of drives me insane when parents will, when a child's acting bad, and parents will, you know, just hand them an iPad, because it'll it. make them it. quiet. It makes me so mad. It's like you're rewarding them for, mm-hmm. for screaming and yelling during church, you yeah. know? Obviously, you should not, you know, you should try to make them be quiet, you yeah. know? But I, I just don't think that the answer is to give them exactly what they want because then no. they'll just keep doing it. Yeah, I think that's hard too. But I also obviously haven't been a parent myself and I cannot even imagine like having seven kids and you've been up all night with them <laughs> and then you're at church and you're thinking, okay, whatever, here's yeah, a solution. Exactly. And I but, mean, I mean my props parents... to the parents for having their kids at church in the first place. Yeah. I think that's already something so difficult to get everyone dressed and ready, blah, blah, blah should be a lot more mindful and respectful of that, but I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't mean to distract from that. My parents don't necessarily, d- didn't do it to me, be- probably because, you know, we didn't have an iPad back then. Yeah. Um, but uh, they do it more with Nyla now. Yeah. Well, I feel like that circles back to where, what do you do to prevent your child from having these lashing moments? How do you raise a child yeah, to be calm? To be intrinsically and, motivated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't... That's a good question. Um, I guess, where would... Us being older, obviously not parents, where would you say that... Because I feel like you have a lot of intrinsic motivation myself as well. Where would you say that you attribute yours to? Um, I don't know. I, I've mentioned this on the other podcast. Um, 
and plug I know, in for CT. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I know Quincy knows what I'm talking about, but like my dad, when I was younger, he he told me that when I do a job, it, they should people should know that I did it. You know, mm-hmm. I should do the job um, well enough that um, you know. Oh, Clint must have done this. You know. Yeah. Um, so the greatness I, should be associated yeah, with yourself. Exactly. And so I've I've kind of felt like. And my dad also, you know, my, my middle name, I, I was named after my dad. You know, my, my middle name is Bruce. <laughs> and he, he Bruce, kind of Bruce, talks Bruce. about, yeah, we've had like plenty of family home evening lessons where he, you, we've talked about what your name should mean, you know, and why um, and what should be associated with your name. And I think that, you know, those kinds of things kind of stuck with me. And when I do jobs or, or work hard, it's not necessarily for a reward but it's because I want to, you know, I want people to know that I am a hard worker. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not to be confused with being a people pleaser at all. Mm -hmm. It's mostly that just that you have developed something within yourself that makes you want to do well everywhere you go. Yeah. And it's not to do well for other people, but it's just for that mode of fulfillment and satisfaction. At least I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, (laughs) I mentioned this on the other podcast too. Um, but I think it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I work at Walmart right now and I, I'm, I have very little motivation to do any work because, um, no matter how hard I work, no one recognizes it. Mm -hmm. And which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like obviously Walmart is a big corporation with lots of employees. You get paid regardless of the job you do, which is fine, which is fine Yeah. because you know, it's, it's a very low paying job in the first place. But at the same time, really great for what it's compared to at our age. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So it kind of drives me insane when I work really, really hard and no one notices. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's fine because when I don't work hard, no one notices that. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. But it's almost like when you're in certain types of situations and you know, you've done a great job. Of course you're pleased with yourself and you're satisfied, but you're almost like looking around for someone to tell you that you did great. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that you need that validation to continue to do great in the future, but you kind of just want it to know that it was true, yeah. that what you did uh-huh. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, just, I mean, I just <laughs> yeah. thought of a weird example that I don't think I'll share. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was also thinking when you think of where does intrinsic motivation come from I thought of like I definitely attribute so much of my work ethic and intrinsic motivation if you will from dance just because of the way that everything is all surrounded by introspection and of course you have to look inside of yourself to become better but you're constantly told this is wrong fix this this is wrong fix that blah 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 blah. it's constantly progress you never reach a point of being perfect or having done a supreme job you can always have done better and I think that that idea of never ever reaching the end is what drives a lot of people yeah and I also think this is kind of off topic but we mentioned not on the podcast just talking once that people that are really smart don't necessarily consider themselves smart because they know how much there is to -hmm. learn and how much there is to grow and expand their knowledge and I think that's similar of a hard worker is they know that they could always do better and that's what drives them to continue to work hard. Yeah. I think one um, thing that has motivated me throughout my life is competition. Yeah. Because, you know, um, I'm a pretty competitive guy. (laughs) 
And so, um, you know, like if, if, if I were, if there were a competition involved in like, say school, like whoever got the highest score would be recognized, you know, it wouldn't even have to be like an external reward, you know, you would just right. be recognized for your really high score. Yeah. Then I am so much more likely to study really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, try to improve that way. And, and the same goes for, you know, obviously athletics, um, like, uh, <laughs> uh, running cross country, you know, my, people always ask would always ask me why do you run so it's terrible it's, you know blah 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 but it's be, it's not necessarily because I love to run it was because I love to win you know yeah. and I wanted I wanted the best for our team and I knew that in order to best help a team I just had to run every single day and work really hard so and true. so that was mostly my motivation is when I would you know have a day that, that I didn't want to work hard or, or didn't necessarily feel it then I would I would think of you know what I wanted for our team and what I wanted mm-hmm. for me individually and that would drive me to yeah go exactly and run I think that's really true of anywhere you go you go as far as if that's school or work or your career or whatever is you're not going to enjoy every second if you think you are I'm really sorry for this rude awakening <laughs> but they're honestly probably majority of the time you're not going to love it and there's going to be days that are really difficult and times where you are just pedal to the metal losing your mind but it's important, like Clint said, you just have to remember what your reasoning is, what your why is, per se, that's W-H-Y, where is your purpose in everything that you're doing, and I think that's what drives you more so than acting like you have to enjoy every step of the road. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I do think one thing we always would focus on, especially my last year um, of running cross-country, was, was finding joy in the journey. Yeah. Um, because obviously, like, there are hard days, but um, there are still ways that we could find joy, you know, and so true. and uh, have fun with it. We would always, um, you know, I, I, when I think about cross country, looking back, I know I'm using cross country as an example a lot, but That's I could, a big I part could, of your life. Yeah, I could use a lot of different things, but um, um, <clears throat> when I look back, I don't necessarily think of all like when I think of cross country immediately, I, I don't uh, immediately think of the races that we had or the success we had necessarily as a team but I more think of you know the runs where we you know like jumped in a lake you know or uh spiced it up yeah (laughs) or or like you know did something ridiculous that um (laughs) you know that didn't have anything to do with running you know but those are the kinds of things that would make running fun and and would uh you know keep me going because I would have joy in the journey for sure and I think similarly to that you reflect a lot on the relationships that you gained while you were there like Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the people that you were with what really was your purpose in that moment and I mean even if you don't talk to those people for the rest of your life it's people that made it oh yeah for sure like I'm sure like even 50 years from now I'll still be able to name every person who ran varsity with me you know and I think that's another interesting thing with us transitioning out of high school as we mentioned is that I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I feel a lot less inclined to keep in touch <laughs> with people than mm-hmm. I thought I would. But it's not that I like like those people any less than I did, but I just feel like I have this new sense of like the impossibility of being able to keep tabs on everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I do feel like you kind of outgrow your friends. And that's kind not necessarily of. a bad thing. Like I think everyone like it's not necessarily like you know, um, one person's more mature than another person. It's just that everyone kind of moves into a different phase and then sure. they, they kind of realize what they want more out of life and they, they kind of revolve or, uh, what's the word? Um, evolve, adapt. No, like, uh, 
can form. They just kind of move towards other groups of friends. Yeah. You know, other people that, that kind of meet their um, standards or, or, you know, what they... Criteria. Yeah, their criteria. That's a good word. Yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? And it's not necessarily that you don't value those friendships and those relationships. I have no regrets in terms of that. I love all my friends from high school. I think also I just prefer more of like a close circle interaction rather than a big group setting. Yeah. I think it's easy to say now like, oh, I wish I would have hung out with this person a lot more um, back then because now I'm really good friends with them. But back then maybe you weren't as good friends with them because, you know, they didn't You're better friends with someone else. Yeah, uh-huh. And they didn't yeah. necessarily meet your criteria then, but now that you've, they've kind of grown to, you know, meet your criteria. Which is, it's also kind of sad in a way, because, yeah. you know, you have really good friends from, say, elementary school or junior high, and then you kind of realize that you don't necessarily click as well as Oh, not at all. And they're just yeah. like a stranger to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're like a completely different person. And yeah. you just kind of fade apart. Uh-huh. And especially if you haven't been around each other in your most recent years, you get together and there's like the catch-up conversation but you know nothing about what's really at the heart of their lives you know Mm -hmm. yeah which gets weird well that was a fun tangent um we're getting pretty lengthy so i think we'll probably cut it short should we do a light-hearted question (laughs) i don't know do you have one um let me think of one real quick this is very unprofessional so on the ct scan We'd be all over this. Just kidding. Oh my gosh, you are so bad. You should know these lighthearted questions. We could talk about the same one you guys did. What? Something what is weird? something? Yeah, what's okay, something yeah. weird that? Quincy was all over my oh case. Oh my gosh. About <laughs> or what's something that I you? To the question is, what's something that you do that other people think is weird? Yeah. I was actually thinking about this this morning, and I didn't have a great answer. Really? I mean, maybe you can answer. Let's answer for each other. Let's do that. That's funny. Uh, you talk in singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sings everything that she says. That's not true. I've been talking no, for the last no. 45 minutes. Okay, yeah. I was not outside of, really Outside of being today. recorded, then she sings everything Can you give us an example? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, what, what should I say? I don't know. She just she just will end everything with na, 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 like that. <laughs> See, I wouldn't say I do that all the time. But oh, she does it all the it's time. It's been more frequent frequent usually. I mean, what? More frequent lately than usual. Um, something yeah. weird that <laughs> I don't know if I want to expose that. He eats rice every morning. Not every morning, but a lot of times. She just eats always plain is rice, like, which is you fun. microwave a pack of hot dogs. Yeah, and that's then weird. Eats them with Microwaves plain a ketchup. pack of hot dogs and just dips them in ketchup, which is fine. I mean, okay, but a like, snack's a snack here's the thing. Yeah, this is this is what my thought process with that. Like, not to be like all deep and stuff, but like, <laughs> deep if you're like dogs. really tired and it's it's like one in the morning and you just got home and you really just want like protein you know some some meat and you have a pack of hot dogs are you gonna like get the grill well, of on course you not. know of yeah course not. you just might as well just get it like in a minute and then have the hot dogs yeah it makes total sense yeah just not and then ketchup something is just i would do super easy yeah yeah that's i mean obviously i do think that's weird but yeah, like I do it. It's not necessarily that it's weird. I'm sure there's plenty of boys that are out there doing this and just they're not speaking up. But for me, it's just so. I mean, far it's not necessarily like an do. embarrassing thing. No, I, I don't think it's something to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Something else that Clint does. Um, <laughs> he has this stuffed penguin that he won at Lagoon. <laughs> His name is Pang. His name's Pang, and he loves him. I feel like I just ruined this whole podcast by saying <laughs> that. 
It's not that weird. It's kind of just a joke. Yeah, I used to, like, take him around everywhere with me. Not, like, in public. Don't be confused that he, like, carries this around like a child. That would be awesome. He would just, like, put it in his car because he... It would make me laugh when I saw it. (laughs) That's really about it. What else would you say about me? I have have one for myself. I love, like, dinner for breakfast. Like, I love to eat Oh, yeah, I do do think that's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, but I I sometimes do that if I'm being I mean, it's a rarity, but it's not unheard of. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned this... The CT scan one time, but we, one time, but as a joke, my friend would always say, "Oh, we're gonna have spaghetti Thursdays for breakfast," because we'd always eat breakfast as a team. We would mm-hmm. always like have a morning run and then we'd go eat breakfast. And then he would always like the coach would be like, "Oh, bring food," and he would always be like, "Oh, bring spaghetti," just as a joke. I don't know why he thought it was so funny. Soul? And then yeah, oh, and then one day it. he brought a bunch of spaghetti <laughs> and we had it for breakfast, and I actually awesome. really liked it. Yeah, it filled me up. Yeah, quite a bit. see, that's one thing too is. I don't really like eggs, and that's a lot of people's go-to, and it is, like, filling for eggs, them, whatever. Yeah. And so I think that's why I draw to dinner is because I'm thinking, okay, I need to be full for X amount of hours. I need to eat something substantial, and it that usually happens to mm, be leftovers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I can I find plenty. So yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, my breakfasts, I would say, are a little different than other people's, too. Yeah. Well, mine has I definitely always, changed since I actually really being... like breakfast. It's probably my favorite meal. Really? And I, yeah, because I like to just, like, make a huge breakfast and yeah just yeah. eat a ton because it just feels out. the rest of my day yeah what would that pig out meal be um <laughs> during the summer when i have more time i'll usually you know go work out and then i'll usually make three eggs scrambled and then have rice on the side <laughs> and then make a protein shake and then i'll get a bowl of applesauce and then get toast Okay, this is And it's really good. That's a lot. And I try to, yeah. I like throw in other things and mix and match. Yeah. Yeah, today (laughs) I had some mandarin oranges, which I've been loving on, and some toast. And that's it. Okay. Something else weird that Quincy does is she eats a million popsicles a day. (laughs) That's actually true. I'm just kidding. She doesn't eat that many. Well, I had three yesterday. Really? Well, it's because I ate a drumstick, Uh, and then I had two more at Tanner's house. Oh, Which is fine. unusual. Normally, it's one. Because I feel like when I get home from work, I just, like, really want to indulge in something. And mm-hmm. it usually happens to be a popsicle. Mm, yeah. Which is so good. Yeah. It's also just a good summer staple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dairy-free. <laughs> Unless I'm having a drumstick. All right. Well, I think that was lighthearted enough. Sure. Um, thanks for listening in. Hope we quenched everything you needed to hear. <laughs> and let us know if you want us to cover any specific topics. And thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Who knows if this will ever air anyway. That's true. <laughs>